gonna laugh. <laughs> I might cry and I'm gonna wanna tell you why because hey, well that's just life. So do do do. It's Jen Gwyn, and welcome to Ill For Real, a podcast where I talk about all things ill for real, things that other people don't like to talk about or like to hear. Um, we have fun, we laugh, we play games, we get a little deep, um, and I try to get your input online on things that you would like to talk about, everyday things, real life things, and I like to have guests with real life everyday people, but most of the times it's just me. And I'm starting off today's episode by saying a quick apology, just in case there was anyone that I rubbed the wrong way or offended in any way in last week's episode. Um, I've been pretty down in the dumps, and normally I go back and I listen to my own episodes to try and give myself my own like personal feedback, um, but I haven't been listening to them Personally, lately, I have just, like I said a million times, been in a bad place. And so I can only really judge last week's episode off of like what I remember from the top of my head. And I'm such an overthinker. And I just feel like I'm sure I said something <laughs> um, that made me sound like um, a biatch, a whiner, complainer, like I hate everyone. Like I, well, I did say a million times, I don't trust anyone. Um, but I kind of want to explain and go into that a little bit deeper because I feel like, again, I didn't listen back to the episode, so I don't remember exactly everything that I said. But from what I remember and overthinking <laughs> this week, um, I just want to make sure that I didn't come across that way um, or like I'm a woman hater or a man hater. But um, anyways, welcome to Ilva Real, where I ramble. <laughs> And I get in my head and I get in your head and I say a lot of things, a lot of times good things and a lot of times bad things. And um, I I want to go over that a little bit and then touch on a couple other things with the whole narcissistic personality disorder test that we took. We're going to get into it. Ill for real. Also, ill for real. I want to deeply apologize for... The rumbling noises in last week's episode, um, the bits and pieces that I did hear while I was editing a couple sections, um, this little microphone that I'm using, I think the wire inside of it is loose, so anytime I like move around and the wire shakes, it sounded like I was just uh, sitting under a blanket and rubbing the microphone on a pillow or who knows, I had it in my mouth. It sounded horrible and it's super annoying um maybe it's not as annoying to you but i am uh one that gets very overstimulated by <laughs> one of you guys left an ick that was unnecessary noises <laughs> um and so i noticed that and i was like ew for real this needs to stop so i'm sitting very very still <laughs> trying not to move <gasps> don't move i moved i moved oh no i moved again so that it won't make that noise. Um, so I apologize. Any hoodolinis. All right. So 
It is currently 3.23 a.m. And I have been pulling all-nighters again. I'm up all night. And I sleep all day. And that's why you haven't seen me active on social media. Because I'm awake and I want to be active when everybody else is dead asleep. I don't know. I'm just hoping that I can get through this and keep it kind of short. Um, I, I have gotten several messages from those of you, some of you who listen to these episodes and most of them are about the episode that is titled, how are you going to love yourself today? Um, and I need to go back and listen to it because like I said, I haven't been re-listening to my episodes the past few weeks like I used to. And I really enjoyed it because like I said, I give myself my own input, yada, yada. Um, but I want to go listen to it because I have messages from you guys talking about how much that episode helped and how much you guys related to it. And like I said, I've been recording these in the middle of the night. I have not been well. I am just speaking what my, what comes to my brain. The first thing I think of, the first thing I feel um, which is funny because at the beginning of this episode, I was like, an ep- uh, a podcast where we talk about all the things that nobody wants to hear. <laughs> it's like, why why would I have a podcast talking about shit that nobody wants to talk about? Who has a podcast dedicated to talking about things that nobody wants to listen to? <laughs> That's why I have no listeners. <laughs> um... But I hope, you you know what I meant by that. It's like the things that people don't want to talk about because it's real shit that people go through and everybody wants to just deflect and hide and cover things up and not talk about it. And I'm not, again, as I always say, I'm not trying to be negative. I'm trying to be real. And I know people are like, I just want to watch funny things and be positive and that's fine. And honestly, that's how I cope too. But every now and then, which is why I only do episodes once a week, but every now and then I've got to talk about it. That's why I do the worst and best parts of my week on these episodes to get it out because it's not good to hold it in. It's not good to not talk about these things. Um, I, I really do think that these days anxiety and depression is kind of like a joke to people. Like everybody just says that they have ADHD or everybody has anxiety, everybody has depression, and sure, I guess in ways everyone kind of does, but they're, it, those are serious mental health illnesses, mental illnesses that affect people and honestly that take people's lives every day, and it almost took mine multiple times, and I don't think that as a society we should be so desensitized to these things and make it so common and just, bleh. oh, you have anxiety, so do I. Like, no, it's not funny. Maybe you have anxiety, that's okay, but everybody's struggling with their mental illnesses in different ways or more dire ways, and if they're trying to talk about it, freaking listen to them. Stop shrugging things off. Stop thinking that everything is coming off as negative. Um, when these are human beings, you know, these are people really struggling and sometimes screaming for help. So I want to say thank you for being here. Thank you for listening. Thank you for hearing me. 
again, I'm going to go back and listen to that episode and see exactly what it, where it was that my heart was that I feel is what you guys were resonating with or relating to. Um, and if you sent me a message and I did not get back to you, I've explained this before in episodes, I was so overwhelmed, um, in a good way this time, um, just by, like, brought to tears by the fact that, ew, for real, <laughs> I'm gonna cry, um, the fact that there are even just a handful of people that are listening and that relate to what I'm saying, like, I don't know what it is that I said, but I talk about, like, I, I don't go into detail about things because I'm still not ready and I'm still really hurt and I'm healing and I don't know when I'll be ready, but I kind of go into depth about how I'm feeling and it's very intense. It's, um, for me, it's awful. It's absolutely awful. And I'm just talking about it, you know? I'm a girl who has been a hopeless romantic, a Disney fairy tale princess <laughs> my whole life. Um, I believe I'm a mermaid. <laughs> I'm joking, but um, I have just always just been so in love with love and life. And I like to sing and I like to laugh and I like to make you laugh. And I'm in such a bad place right now. I'm not me. And the fact that I'm talking about these things and you guys are like, hey, I just want to say I was brought to tears. You really touched me. You really reached me. I really related to you. I don't know exactly what you're going through, but I feel the exact same way. And I see you and I hear you and I understand you. If I did not respond to your comment, just know that I read it and it really touched me. And I appreciate you and I want to say thank you guys for being here and for loving me. I'm so sorry that there's so many people out there going through shit that makes them feel the way that I'm over here rambling that I feel because that just like hurts my heart. But also, like so many of you said, it makes me feel validated and a lot of you said that you felt validated validated as well. It makes me feel quote unquote normal. What is normal? I don't know, but um it just makes me rethink those thoughts in my head that pop up that tell you this isn't normal. You shouldn't be feeling this. And I think it's true, like yeah, it's not normal. I shouldn't be feeling it, but it's normal in the sense that I'm not the only one. I feel like I'm the only one. And no one understands me. And maybe in my, like, personal life, I don't know, I'm, I'm, I feel very misunderstood and, like, people are losing their patience with me. <laughs> they just can't fucking deal with Jenny anymore. But at least there's somebody else out there that is here with me. And I'm sending you all a big air hug right now <laughs> through this tiny microphone and the broken wire into the iPhone that is very outdated that I need to update because it's a piece of crap um, and that I can barely afford. <laughs> um, but I'm sending you guys air hugs and love and many, 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 many thanks. So there's that. We're gonna laugh. I might cry and I'm gonna want to tell you why because hey, well that's just life. 
Now, as far as last episode goes, no one has reached out to me about it saying that they were offended or whatever, but this is my anxiety talking and thinking that I I just need to address it. Um, I don't know exactly what I said, but I just remember talking a lot about how I'm like, F all of you men and F all of you women. And I feel insane talking about this because I, I don't even... I don't even know how to express or explain what my brain is even thinking because, 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 because I still feel that deep down inside, oh my God, I'm going to try not to cry. There is still, oh God, there is still, dear God, start talking so you don't have to edit out all this silence, Jennifer. Um, the soft-hearted Jenny that I know, that we all know, that I love, that maybe you love. Um, I want to give people the benefit of the doubt. I feel like deep down, I still like love everyone. I have love and appreciation for people in a way that I can't explain. Like, I can see a freaking murderer on TV and be like, you deserve to die ew, how did you just murder? Like, there, for example, um, there's that woman, I don't remember her name, but it's been all over social media and the news and stuff. That woman that, like, strangled three of her children. <laughs> it's so weird because it, like, popped up on my, I, don't th- I think it was TikTok, um, like, the day after or two days after I recorded that episode. And I was talking about how, like, I don't fucking trust women. Most of the time in my brain, they are, well, these days, as of right now, because of everything that's happened in the past year to me, um, these days, women are a million times worse. And then this this news story comes out about this woman who strangled her children and yada yada. Um, I, I was very depressed, so I didn't want to like look more into it. But that's not the only time that I've seen that. There's so many other stories. I know of a woman who held her baby upside down by the legs and dipped her baby into a pot of boiling water. Like, I'm very sorry for your ears that just had to hear that. I should have said trigger warning. Um, But women can be awful, horrid. It's not just men that are murdering, being narcissists, being abusers, being like raping people like women are doing all of these things too there's literally women prisons because we're no better than men um but i don't want to come off as like oh my god like oh she doesn't support women she doesn't because that is not true and i think i did say in last week's episode that i want nothing more than to have that life and that world and that mentality and women supporting women but I see so many women at each other's throats and just being petty and starting drama and just betraying, like I said, their friends and their partners and just being disgusting. And it, it rubs me the wrong way. So that was just me saying like, I, I, I just don't feel like anybody's better than anyone else. And that brings me back to say the Jenny deep down inside that I would like to one day get back to also can look at that woman in her face on tv (laughs) and be like what did that poor woman go through what has she seen 
What is she enduring? What has she been through that made her freaking strangle her children? Like, I have compassion for these people who are out here breaking the law, killing people, killing themselves, struggling, and then lashing out in the most horrendous ways. And this person that I'm always speaking about, that has literally broken me to my core. Ew, the heater. (laughs) Ew, for real. I'm going to take a break so I can stop crying and sniffling and because this heater just turned on. Broken me to my core to where I'm at the point where I think I'm beyond fixing. I feel so sorry. For anyone else that enters my life in the future, I, like, really, really do. Like, whoever enters my life from this moment on, like, y'all are going to need to have so much patience for me. (laughs) Patience with me, compassion for me, understanding. Like, literally, I can't even think of another word but patience. Like, so much patience. I'm so slow. I'm so behind. I may as well be mutilated at this point. I feel so freaking useless because of how broken I am. And that person that did that for me, I still have so much freaking love for them and so much compassion. And I look at them in their eyes and I'm like, yo, I know you had demons, but like, what the hell are those demons that brought you here to this place? Like, why didn't you tell me? Why didn't you fix it or work on it? I've been working on myself for years and I've tried to be there for them and help them through their mental illnesses and they just never took it seriously. And then in the end, the person that was trying to help them took literally all of the freaking suffering They took it completely out on me. And it's so unfair. And I'm really, really trying not to become bitter. Like, I really don't want to live with bitterness. I've forgiven them, but, like, it's really weird that, like, how much I've forgiven them, I still feel like there are feelings of bitterness creeping into my life. Uh, Because it is so unfair how they get all of this love from me. And I get nothing from them when I was the person trying to help them and they hurt me for no reason. Um, So that goes to show me the one person that I should not have that compassion and love for. The one person in the entire world that I should be hating. Like I literally have every right in the world. If y'all even knew what I was talking about, everyone and everyone that knows about it is like Jenny get away from them literally do not ever talk to them again and they all many of them do not like this person (laughs) anymore which is really sad for me to see it's really hard for me to see that um and it's the one person that i should have so much hatred and bitterness towards and um just all of the icks towards them and it's the one person that i have literally the most for So, like, she's in here, that person that's got a big heart and that cares a lot and that does give people the benefit of the doubt and is still believing and rooting for the greater good and the good in people and a happy ending and 
I don't know, just the, the, the good guys and the good girls to succeed. I, I don't even know what I'm saying right now, but like the person is still there inside me somewhere. And um, I just want her back because it's so unfair of me to have those feelings and that love and that um, it's not fair to them. Sorry for the sniffling. I don't feel like pausing again. Um, I just think it's gross. <laughs> um, but sh all that to say, she's there somewhere deep down inside and I'm trying to get back to her and I don't want last week's episode to come across as like, I hate you. I don't trust you. Um, because you guys are like, even, even the few of you that like, I hardly know that are listening to these episodes, you guys are supporting me and hopefully not listening because you hate me and you're just trying to get an in on my life, which hello, weird TikTok trolls that follow my every move online. <laughs> I'm sure you're here too, but you know what I mean? Uh, like, I could, like I said, I know I can pick out the good ones. <laughs> I can tell the difference when there's people that are being genuine and there are people in here that are being genuine because you've reached out to me and I I don't want you to think that like you can't reach out to me because I'm a biatch that's going to treat you badly because I don't trust you. <laughs> you know what I mean? Does any of this make sense? Should I just shut up now? <laughs> um, but yeah, if somebody like relates to what I'm saying, let me know because I really just like don't know how else to explain to people. Like I don't trust anyone, but at the same time, like I know when I can trust you. I can pick out the good ones everybody in their own way has their own demons can be sneaky snarky crappy uh, on a on a bad day not everyone is out to get me not everyone is a lying piece of crap um and i just i don't like being this person that is so guarded i've never been so guarded like this i hate it and i feel for you people out there who have lived your whole life like this, like with the thickest, brickest walls up guarding your hearts, this is not a way to live. It is not fun. It is not enjoyable. But why do we do it? Because somebody hurt us. We've been hurted. And now we don't know any better. And I've never experienced this. And it's weird to even say that because I have been, I've been abused a lot in my life. I've been very taken advantage of. I have just been mistreated and betrayed in many ways. But it was like that one, that one last straw to tip. I don't even know what freaking metaphor to use right now. But that the, the one last card on top of the house of cards the done diddly do dow did shake the whole thing down that's where that's where i'm at it's it's collapsed the house of cards has collapsed on the table and i let all those little cards pile up and the hurts did not bother me and i was strong and i was steady and i was sturdy and i was loved and i was cared for and i was protected and all of that got ripped away from me and i was left out in the open vulnerable and now I have no trust for anyone, so I'm going to rebuild that house of cards, but they're not going to be cards, they're going to be bricks. And I'm going to be very hard and very sad and very protective of myself. And I guess I should be because I do think that there are terrible people in this world, but I don't like it. I don't want to have to be this way. I don't want to have to, like, not converse with the lady at the checkout at freaking Target. Like, you know, I would talk to everyone 
and like ask them about them their day or give them a compliment or whatever to cheer someone else up or especially if I can see from across the room that somebody's like needs some light in their world I loved being that person to people and now I'm just like hat on head down look at the floor don't make eye contact don't talk don't small talk don't make them laugh I just don't like it anymore and I don't like it (laughs) does that make sense I don't like doing it anymore but I don't like that I don't like it (laughs) oh my god I sound wild right now and also um I call myself sorry if the microphone's being all like movie like ugh. I don't know if you just caught that but I was about to say that I sound crazy um I say that a lot and I do think that I have some crazy tendencies and I can be crazy and I used to be crazy like in a fun hyper happy way um but I'm gonna try and this year like stop calling myself crazy I'm not a psycho I'm not insane I'm not crazy what I feel is valid and what I feel is real and I made dramatize things like exaggerate I don't know stories or emotions for dramatic effect online because I cope with humor but like I'm not exaggerating my feelings I'm not exaggerating what I've been through and I joke around a lot with people like many 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 people that know me would be like oh my god Jenny's crazy because I'm always calling myself crazy. And I, I've met new people in the past year that I really like and that I get along with really well. And we've become great friends. And we joke around all the time about how crazy I am. And it's like, then they don't take me seriously. Now, in certain situations, I have been the crazy girl that should just not be taken seriously. And so I'm going to stop that. So if it comes up in conversation and everybody, ha ha ha, Jenny, she's crazy. Um... I think, yeah, it's fun to say that, like, if it's funny or humorous, but, like, no, I'm not crazy. A, don't gaslight me because I'm not crazy and I know what I know and I know what I've seen and I know what you did and I know what I've done. <laughs> but I, I'm going to try in this year, stop calling myself crazy and stop allowing other people to call me crazy because it has been taken the wrong way in many situations and then it gives people the right you know how many times i have been actually referred to as crazy in the situation that in which i'm I'm going through (laughs) i may sound like a loca but i'm not crazy and i have been actually called crazy when in fact the situation i have been kicked into not just placed nicely or put into but the position that I have been abused and kicked into is what's crazy not me so anyways that was a little tangent there because I was about to be like I sound crazy right now um but it's like it's it's all fun and games it's all in good humor or not good humor but you know what I mean any hoodles you know what's really crazy is the fact that it's 3.54 right now and I'm wide awake. I'm in the dark and I'm crying hard. I need to go to bed. I'm wide awake and that's because I have not had my freaking dose of some sleep lately. I'm really missing that stuff, TBH. 
you've heard me say it many times before, especially on my social medias, but some sleep is literally heaven sent. Sends me into a literal dream state. I cannot make these things up. Call me crazy or don't call me crazy and try it for yourself. If you are like me and you have trouble sleeping and staying asleep, just give it a shot. Some sleep has really, really helped me. Um, we were just talking with each other, some sleep and I, I talked to the cans because I'm not crazy. Um, and, <laughs> um, they are sending me some more, um, especially because I'm getting ready for, uh, travels here and, oh my God, what was that sound? That scared the crap out of me. And I would not have heard that if I had drank my some sleep and gone to bed because I would be sound asleep like a freaking baby. But anyways, I'm going on a ski trip soon with some friends and then I will be traveling after that. Um, and I need some, some sleep for the road because, uh, not only does it help me go to sleep and stay asleep, but I need to drink it at a decent time because everybody in the world is a morning person apparently. And they wake up at decent hours and they work like normal human beings and I do not. So, um, this is going to help me put myself kind of into a better like sleep routine, even for the time being, but some sleep is a non-carbonated drink that is basically the opposite effect of an energy drink. I kind of wish they had carbonated ones though because I really like carbonation, but they probably don't carbonate it because the bubbles are bad for you before you go to sleep. Anyways, I have said many times before, I love the zero sugar ones because there's no need for me to be drinking a bunch of sugar before I go to sleep. The zero sugar ones are 10 calories. The ones with sugar in it are only 40 calories, but the zero sugar ones taste just as good. They are 10 calories and they have, how much is it? 118% vitamin B6 and 40 milligrams of magnesium. So they are drug-free and non-habit forming, which is great for me because I do not want to get addicted to something. They're vegan and non-GMO gluten and allergy-free, which y'all know I need, NSF certified for sports, and they have no artificial colors or flavors. So what all does some sleep contain? It contains magnesium, which is an element essential to the natural production of melatonin in our bodies. Vitamin V6 is a nutrient vital to the production of serotonin and melatonin. L-theanine, or is it theanine? L-theanine is an amino acid shown to effectively promote relaxation. Y'all know I need that. GABA, it's got some GABA GABA in it. G-A-B-A is an amino that helps calm activity in the brain and promote relaxation. Are you listening to me right now? Obviously, I need that <laughs> to go to bed because it's 4 a.m. and listen to me saying GABA GABA. <laughs> Um, it's got melatonin, which is a hormone produced naturally in our brain that helps maintain a healthy and regular sleep routine. Clearly, my body contains none of these things naturally, or I struggle to produce these things. Um, but magnesium especially is, is good for you. And if you are like me, I cannot take melatonin to go to sleep. So many people are like, just take some melatonin. Um, 
any time in my life that I've ever taken melatonin, it knocks me out even worse for days and I will not be able to come out of the funk. Um, it's horrible and I'm just groggy and sleepy. But these some sleep drinks must contain like the literal perfect amount of melatonin that just does that does just enough for me with the magnesium and the vitamins and everything because I'm not lying to you when I say I drink it you're supposed to drink it 30 minutes before bed I start getting so sleepy I don't get sleepy until like literally 2 p.m I'm up all night and all day and at 2 p.m I'm so tired and then I sleep the entire afternoon and evening away and then I wake up at like 10 p.m and it just it's ridiculous um so I just got some more of these some sleep drinks to help me get back on a better routine because they make me sleepy and groggy but then the next morning I am so refreshed it ain't even funny um so I have been talking about this for much longer than what I need to, but that's just because I'm actually very passionate about these things. And I only talk to you guys about things that I believe in. And you can skip through all this if you want. <laughs> um, but Some Sleep is giving you 10% off of your first order. And this is only for first-time buyers. Um, so if you have not tried or purchased Some Sleep before using my code, just try it out, do so. And if you don't like it, I'll send you my mailing address and you can send it right on back to me because honey boo boo, it does work. So for 10% off, head to Some Sleep and it's spelled S-O-M-S-L-E-E-P dot com, Some Sleep, and use code Jenny10 for 10% off of your first purchase. And guys, have the best sleep of your life. Call me crazy or thank me later. Your choice. So that's all. I hope that makes sense to you guys explaining, you know, where I was coming from in my last episode. I don't want to be this person. I've just, to be honest, I've just, I've been very hurt and my words and my presence and my um, <laughs> lack of presence online is proof of that. Um, but that all kind of leads me to say that... Um, Hang on, I'm looking here on Instagram for these saved posts. Um, we took that test and found out that I have some signs of potential um, narcissistic traits in my personalities. In my pers personalities, I probably have multiple personalities as well, but <laughs> my personality. Um, but it wasn't an actual diagnosis, obviously. And uh, again, I'm an overthinker and it you don't know if you're even taking the test correctly or answering it correctly and that goes with any of these the um, personality tests that we take and things like that all these quizzes they are in no way a diagnosis I'm not a doctor I'm just doing these things for fun and for mental health and because these podcast episodes are my therapy um, so I took that test and I think I've mentioned before I follow this guy on Instagram and he is called the narc abuse coach um, so if you are a victim or a survivor of narcissistic abuse, and this could be your parents, your friends, um, it's very common in parenting and mothers, um, actually. So if you want to um, maybe take the quiz and find out maybe if you have narcissistic traits as a mother, that would be something 
um, just to give you a little insight as well. But this page goes over all of those things and also uh, in relationships. A lot of people are in abusive narcissistic relationships without even knowing it. So I'm going to read a couple things here. Um, blows my mind every single one of his posts, every single one. I think maybe in the past six months, I've seen one post that I was like, oh yeah, no, that's not us. And I think uh, my parents really struggled a lot when I was younger, but I don't necessarily think they were narcissists. Um, we were just victims of our uh, situation and upbringing and uh, in certain situations in life, they didn't know any better. And um, they tended to take things out on us as kids, even without knowing. So for me, this narc abuse page just blows me away when it comes to relationships. And I saw something today that says, why is it so hard to recover from narcissistic abuse? And it says, in such a relationship, everything good you've ever believed about humanity is proven wrong. This is me interjecting right now saying, I feel, <laughs> obviously, the shit that I've been through is why I am the way that I am and I trust no one and I don't believe anyone and I'm very guarded and I think everybody is a terrible person and out to get me and I know that it may or may not be true, um, but here, here's more on this. So everything about humanity is proven wrong. Everything you've heard about intimacy, love, and marriage is destroyed into silence. Finding out that you fell in love with a con artist and everything was calculated and deliberately done to hurt you and break you into millions of pieces stuns and shocks you to the core. You leave feeling broken, damaged, and turned into a shell of who you used to be, which results in a long recovery process. I read that today after, in my mind, thinking... I'm going to go on this episode today and apologize and address last week's episode because I don't want people to think that I hate them because I don't deep down inside, but also I really hate people. <laughs> and then I saw this and I just like broke down. I can't even like literally the words that have come out of my mouth a million times. They just said it on this post and I didn't even think of like that that's why or where it stems from um and the fact that it says that it results in a long recovery process yeah like i said i don't know when or if ever i recover from this i mean i'm sure they say that it happens but if it's a long recovery process for other people in my specific personal situation i think it's gonna be at least double that and that's really really daunting but um, the more I research and look into it, um, <laughs> all um, past experiences from people that I've listened to lead and point to the fact that I'm just, I'm going to be broken and healing for a very long time. Um, but like my life also needs to go on and I don't want to just stay here and stuck like this anymore. I'm getting older and societal pressures are weighing really heavy on me right now and I, I don't know how to come out of it, but y'all, this is going to be really hard. The most bizarre thing about survivors of narcissistic abuse. And he goes in depth to say, the ironic thing about survivors of narcissistic abuse is that they remain unnervingly calm when terrible things occur and a disaster strikes. Do you guys remember the episode that I talked about how 
I'm such a like high energy, well was, a high energy person, but in emergency situations, I'm the person to have around. I am so calm, so collected, almost to the almost to where it should not excite me that something crazy is happening, but I just get such a thrill and a joy out of being in it just sounds so sick to say, um, in dire catastrophic situations because of how I handle it. Um, <laughs> and this video of his blew me away because it says, for example, when a close one passes away in a tragic accident, yada, yada. Um, sorry, the video is going on. So it's taking me a minute. So situations like that, th tragic things, but we get extremely agitated and overwhelmed by small things not working correctly. I'm pretty sure I've also explained on here how horrifically <laughs> unpleasant I become when like a laptop doesn't work or the microphone isn't recording or the computer goes blank and won't turn back on. Um, he goes on to say like losing your car keys. Do you guys know of anything worse than walking out the door and having everything but you don't have your car keys or they fall and you can't find it in the cracks of your seats in your car? Those things, those little stupid insignificant things tip me off so badly. But he goes on to say, but they are well equipped with skills to deal with crisis and chaos. They know how to navigate the minefield, but are taken aback when dealing with normal stuff because they had never gotten a chance to learn and translates it as calm behavior, followed by incredibly strong reactions to things <laughs> that other people do not really react to. Basically, in the survivor's head, a truly terrible thing isn't that bad and can be dealt with because they have dealt with crazy things before. But a bad day, losing keys, or misplacing things is scary and unpredictable. Do you resonate with this? And then he goes on to say, let me know in the comments. Um, he does a lot of training sessions. He has so many good things on his page. Um, and it's really sad um, because I go in the comment section a lot and just like reading how many people are going through these types of things. And again, it makes you feel not crazy and not alone. And whether you have been in a situation where you have been a victim or a survivor of narcissistic abuse with your parents, like he's got a lot of things that cover that. Um, a very toxic um, relationship often. No offense to any mothers out there with sons, but I have, I have seen it a lot in the past few years with many different relationships, but I've seen a lot of toxic mother-son relationships for some reason it's almost like at least people that I know personally moms are like so much more attached to their sons their little boys and then usually girls are like daddy's girls and it's not every situation but it's very common that that's how things go but not only is it like oh daddy's girl and mama's boy but like I've seen so many like toxic and cringy and um, abusive and just not normal enabling oh my god the enabling is the worst again this is not an attack to anyone um, but this it's a very very common situation where you don't realize 
or maybe you don't realize until you're older, but is very often a mother has narcissistic traits when it comes to the protection and relationship that she has with her son, um, which is very, very interesting to like learn about and listen to. Um, but all kinds of other, like I've realized that I have been in very narcissistic, um, like friendships as well, like girls and guys. Um, and this, this year or more now has just been so eye opening and I have been very hard on myself and I need to be way more patient with myself because I'm expecting people to be patient with me in my healing journey and I'm not even being patient with myself because I feel like I should be so much farther along. But guys, it's been more than a year and I feel like the progress that I have done with feeling better and happy in myself has been 1%. Like literally, if you ask me how much happier, better, um, healthier, etc., do you feel since day one of this, I would literally be like uh, one to 2% better, <laughs> which is horrendous, but that's just my personal journey. Um, so that's a lot. Um, and then I came across this post that also kind of went along with last week's episode as well. Um, I think my phone is just listening to me because it knows that I took that narcissistic narcissist test or whatever. Um, and obviously I talk a lot about my shit out loud and my phone just knows what's going on and what to send me in the algorithm. It's pretty scary. But there's another post from a different page. Um, this one's called Peace Love Vibes. I have a lot of like mental health um pages that I follow that are very good. If you want the names of those or if you need little like mental health uplifting informative pages to follow on Instagram, hit me up. I'll let you know. Um but this other post says four sure signs, like the number 4, sure signs that you are not the narcissist. Narcissist, which is what led me to take the quiz in the first place was because I was like maybe I'm being crazy in this situation. Number one, narcissists don't worry if they're narcissists, <laughs> which is mind-blowing. Um, narcissists don't sit around wondering, am I a narcissist? They don't wonder if they've hurt people. They're not self-reflecting on ways to be better partners, better parents, better sons or daughters, friends, or better siblings. They can't be bothered with any of those things. This is the primary determinant of, am I saying that right? Determinant, yeah. Why did that word sound really weird right now for some reason? This is the primary determinant of whether or not you're a narcissist. Number two, sign that you are not the narcissist. In whatever situation or relationship you may be thinking that you are the narcissist in. Listen very carefully. <laughs> Number two, you've developed a trauma bond blows my mind. Narcissists do not experience or develop trauma bonds. Only we do as their victims and targets. Narcissists don't form any kind of real bond with those they are in relationships with. They don't attach to people emotionally. It might seem that the narcissist you're involved with is attached to you, but a lot of that is just the use of cognitive empathy, the use of psychological manipulation to hook you in and enforce cognitive dissonance. 
And then um, I do want to go into the comments because somebody left a comment that said, hang on, this is not accurate. Having been researched on the topic for almost two years now, both narcs and narc victims experience these four symptoms. And then um, somebody responded to them saying, if narcissists do also experience a trauma bond, how were they able to leave? Isn't the pain too excruciating for them as well? Um, and that's referring to that, that point that I just read. It's we're trauma bonded and we don't want them to leave and we want to make things work and we cling and we hold on. And then someone else was like, well, an arc can also feel these things um, and like try to bond and like stick around for their, you know, selfish gain. But the other person was like, yeah, but in most cases they leave you and they abandon you. Um, and so if that's the case and they've formed a trauma bond, how are they even possibly able to leave someone if they loved you? You know, they don't really, they don't care about anybody but themselves. Number three, you're also experiencing Stockholm Syndrome. Stockholm Syndrome represents the foundation of trauma bonding. It happens when victims experience positive feelings towards their abusers. These feelings may include anything from compassion to empathy to genuine feelings of love. You may start over-identifying with the narcissist. You might feel like you are the only one who understands them. Furthermore, you may believe that you two are still supposed to be together, despite all the harm and abuse. Narcissists do not develop this syndrome in relationships. Stockholm Syndrome is a trauma response. Your mind and body are trying to protect you by convincing you that an unsafe situation isn't actually unsafe. Mind blown! Number four, you are experiencing symptoms of PTSD or CPTSD. PTSD typically happens after a one-time event like your pet being harmed or discovering you're being cheated on. Complex PTSD happens when you are subjected to traumatic events over a long period of time. This is exactly what happens when we're in relationships with narcissists because we're constantly being bombarded with all kinds of traumatic events. These repeated traumas have a very real effect on your psyches and our physical bodies. So if you are experiencing PTSD or complex PTSD, you are not a narcissist. Narcissists are not traumatized by relationships. Only the targets of their abuse are. So I thought that was interesting and also another reason why I am the way that I am. And um, it was just kind of funny that all of that happened to like pop up this week after you know, I, uh, I had that episode last week. It sounds like I'm talking about an episode, like a manic episode, but also that. <laughs> I have lots of episodes of all sorts these days. Um, and then I feel like there was one more thing that I wanted to read. This is, um, going in a little bit of a different direction, but, um, I kind of wanted to make a little post on Instagram asking you guys what, um, are some red flags that you avoid or you you notice and then you run from or that you ignored like have you ever had a red flag pop up that you didn't know was a red flag and then went on with this person or friend or whatever coworker, not knowing what you were getting yourself into and then 
come to find years later or whatever, you look back and you're like, oh my god, that's such a red flag. <laughs> and I just totally missed it. Um, kind of in a way, maybe ties in a little bit here with what um, I've been talking about, but I am going to do like a little poll or whatever you call it on Instagram to see um, what the red flags are that you guys look out for these days because it seems as the years go on there's more and more and more red flags that people <laughs> come across or um exude in themselves but this post said um this is a page that i really like also i follow them on instagram it's called millennial.therapist she's got 1.5 million followers um this has got a lot of informative things and just posts that help me cope and feel like I'm not crazy but millennial therapist with a, a period in the middle of those two words um, seven reasons we ignore red flags number one we choose to focus on their potential and we ignore how they behave or make us feel in the present moment we are not in love with the idea wait we are in love with the idea of who they can become number two we minimize the red flags we make up excuses or justify their actions. We tell ourselves that it's not a big deal. We have lived with worse or have seen worse, which can relate. Three, we want the relationship to work. And sometimes a large dose of denial is the only way to achieve this goal. We don't want to face the truth that this is not the right relationship for us. Number four, we think we can change the person. Person, why did I say it like that? In parentheses, spoiler, we can't. Number five, we are lonely and believe that any relationship is better than no relationship. Number six, reason why we ignore red flags. We are hoping that we are wrong about the red flags. We want to make sure we give someone the benefit of the doubt because we have already started to form an attachment to them. <laughs> Number seven, we don't believe we deserve better. Womp, womp, womp. And, um, that's like not even, um, near, anywhere near the reason why I started following that page. Um, something popped up a long time ago that made me follow her. Um, it just really helped me. Uh, but anyways, I'm trying to see if there was anything else. Oh, okay. So all of this to say, guys, everything that I've talked about has in conclusion made made me what am i trying to say here i've always had anxiety and depression no 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 no. take it back i've said it before i i don't think i ever really had anxiety maybe anxiety about like time like time management but i never had anxiety with any sort of social things or just life in general I have always had depression. It has not been diagnosed, but girl, I ain't stupid, okay? I lay in bed for days and I don't eat and I lost 50 plus pounds in two weeks. And what, 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 <laughs> what else would it be if not depression, okay? So all of these things that I have been through have led me to become worse with those things. It has escalated my mental illnesses that are called anxiety and depression. So let me find, why did I lose? I lost 
the thing. Hang on a second. Hang on a second. Okay. Oh, this is another good one. Speaking of anxiety, 1.1 million followers. DLC Anxiety um, on Instagram. I follow them a while back. Also, uh, make me feel very safe and supported. Um, and they post a lot of things talking about this, these things that I talk about. I can't even speak anymore, guys. I'm flustered. And I just want to share this post because, um, it will help you determine whether or not what you are feeling and going through is either anxiety or depression, or in my case, both. <laughs> or if you do not struggle with these things, um, live your life, hunty. I am so, for lack of better word, envious of you. Um, because envy is, is not a great quality to have. Um, but you know what I mean by like, I just, I really wish that I was in the statistic of people that could say, yeah, I don't, I don't think I have any of that. Yeah, no, I don't do that. I would give my left nipple and my right nipple <laughs> to not have these symptoms. Um, but if you don't have these, then this will kind of maybe give you insight to those around you and maybe, I don't know, your spouse or your parents or your sibling, and it could be a younger sibling, your children. Please, please, please keep an eye out for your children because I had depression at a very, 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 very young age and I didn't know and I would have never known and I now know that that's what it was and um, it has since gotten worse and kids can also struggle with these things, especially anxiety. Oh my gosh, children can really, really have anxiety. So things that those with depression secretly do alone. Oh wait, this isn't even the post that I wanted to, this is not the post I was talking about, but I'm going to read it anyways. Rewatch, <laughs> not at all what I meant to pull up, but rewatching, re- re-watching reruns of old tv shows you used to enjoy to feel a sense of comfort and safety neglecting chores or habits because you have no energy all of it is used up fighting depression faking a smile when you're with others three spending long periods of time distracting yourself or finding an escape from your inner turmoil example video games and social media it's literally <laughs> the two examples wow planning out how you've wait number next planning out how you'd explain your struggle to others this is insane because i literally cannot believe that i do this planning out how you'd explain your struggle to others and even typing it out via text but then not following through with it because you fear being a burden or that you won't be accepted ew Next, getting lost in or fantasizing about a memory that you cherish. That's literally all I fucking do all day long. Anyways, that's that's it. And it says, please share to raise awareness. So many with depression are suffering in silence. Now, let me find the one that I was actually looking for. <laughs> okay, there it is. Anxiety versus depression. And this is from the same page dlc anxiety on instagram these are the symptoms anxiety is worrying about life depression is losing interest in life anxiety is worrying instead of sleeping 
and depression is sleeping too much or too little. So you can, you can differentiate whether you have anxiety or depression by, by realizing what it is that you're doing, your actions, um, what it more so reflects. But the crazy thing is you can also have both. And it is so sad to think, I, I how do I come out of this? Like, literally, what do you do? I think I've mentioned in the past that I really want to try medication, but like, I, I truly don't want to have to go that route. Um, I'm scared to get um, accustomed to it which is why I like those some sleep drinks because it really is not addictive. And I know that people say that that's not how medications work, but it's not that I think that they're addictive. It's just that I've seen at least in others around me lately that when they don't take their medication, the difference between their attitudes and their emotions is so, so big. And I don't know if it's like, do they, is, has it always been like that? It couldn't have been because they weren't always on medication. But now that they are, do they notice the difference between their moods when they're on medication versus when they're not? They must, right? Because the medication is supposed to help. So if it helps and they're in a better mood and they're more regulated when they're not on medication, they must feel that, right, is what I'm assuming. And that's what I'm scared of because I don't want to experience that feeling of, oh, this is why I feel like this because I didn't take my meds. And there's nothing, I'm not saying that there's anything wrong with it at all. And I, this is not, I hope I'm not offending anyone. This is not me coming at or um, trying to offend anyone in any way whatsoever that is on medication because like I said I've been considering it but it's the only reason I'm scared because I just feel like I'm in such a bad place that I'm going to see such a difference and that I'm going to hate myself off of meds like I'm not gonna like who I am without medication when my whole life almost 32 years I have loved who I am without medication I just don't know how to regulate myself so I don't know if the like I if I just find someone to go to I'm sure they can give me like a low dose or something but like even then I'm sure I'm going to see a difference and I'm not gonna like the way that it feels when I don't take that and I don't want to I'm very 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 bad at taking pills and I literally don't even take my birth control on time oh my god I forgot my birth control today see I can't do this I can't like go back and forth and I already have such extreme ups and downs and highs and lows I can't make it worse for myself so I'm trying to learn to regulate my emotions and my body and my feelings without it if that makes sense anyways it, that was a lot of rambling so if you have anxiety you're worrying about life depression is you're losing interest in it anxiety you're worrying about you're worrying instead of sleeping depression you're sleeping way too much or way too little anxiety is your energy levels are inconsistent depression is you have a consistent low energy like, that's insane. How is it possible that I have both of those? Because I'm more so on the side of depression. My energy is at a consistent low energy. But then I'll have two days where I'm like, today specifically, my energy levels were boop, 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 up and down, up and down, up and down. But for the most part, it was pretty good. 
so that's not a consistent low but for these two days it it like for these two days it was a little bit higher but then the rest of the week it's a cons like how do i have both that's it's just crazy to me anxiety you're anxious about being anxious <laughs> depression is suicidal thoughts ill for real just get an ill for real it is what it is you're anxious about being anxious for literally no reason at all or you just have horrid horrid thoughts and you don't want to be here anymore anxiety is you are feeling unprotected unsafe and insecure depression you are feeling helpless worthless and hopeless oof anxiety thinking anxious thoughts versus depression thinking low thoughts so like with your anxiety it doesn't have to be like a downer or a negative thing or a bad thing but you're just anxious about the thoughts that you're having whereas depression with depression literally just everything is depressed low 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 just the bottom worst you could possibly feel anxiety you're feeling restless restless and irritable depression you're feeling fatigued again it's insane how i could possibly like Oh my, both, like all of them. I'm feeling so restless and everything has got me on edge. But the entire time I am so tired, it feels like I have not slept for three years. Even though on a few slides ago, it says you're either sleeping too little or too much. And I am sleeping so much throughout the day. I get so many hours of sleep, it's not even funny. So, how do I feel so fatigued and also restless <laughs> and irritable? Um, this is why I'm going to interject again to say it's it's so serious that literally one of the slides on here says depression is you're, you're, you're having suicidal thoughts. You are literally thinking suicidal thoughts and people make such light of this online. It's not a joke. It's not to not be taken seriously. It's very serious and for others, for some people, it's so serious that it's literally a life or death situation. And so this is why I'm so very passionate about these things and I hate that everybody is so desensitized to it and they think that it's cute and even with ADHD, like it's not a cute thing to be like, oh my god, I have ADHD, <laughs> I forgot to turn off my computer. Like, no, some people are literally struggling with ADHD that they cannot function or do normal human things properly. Like literally at all they can't control or regulate themselves anyways whoo back to anxiety is um, having gut related issues versus depression you have changes in appetite girl today alone today alone the gut related issues are insane yes all the time but the changes in appetite in one day it's insane. That was the last one in the slide. Um, and then, actually, it's funny. I had not even read the caption yet. But I just looked at the caption right now. It says blue slash pink. Blue was the anxiety side and the slides. Pink was the depression side. So it's asking, did you have blue, pink, or both? And it's funny how I, I didn't read on here or even on another page that you can have both. I just kind of assumed... I was like, this tells you if you have anxiety or if you have depression 
Or, because speaking from personal experience, I know that I feel both of these, so I'm assuming you can have both, but then in the comments section, it literally says that you can have one or both of these. Um, and that was before actually looking into it. Um, sorry, I'm getting carried away reading comments now. I, are you guys, do you guys do that? I like have to read the comments on things, especially TikToks. If you don't read the comment section on TikTok videos, funny TikTok videos, I promise you, you are missing out on quality content and entertainment. Most of the time, the comments on a TikTok video are a million times funnier than the video itself. It's so good. Um, but when it comes to Instagram, um, TikTok is mostly for fun stuff and my Instagram is filled with things like that that are just very helpful and can seem depressing but need to be talked about um, and I always have to read the comments because it just makes me feel better to relate to people um, and to just learn more and see other people's experiences and what they're going through and how it resonates with me. So anyways, I don't know what you guys felt about that. Um, these episodes lately, I feel like are getting very ill for real and less um, funny, entertaining, which is why I clearly have uh, less um, playbacks. <laughs> less and less people are listening because like I said, y'all don't want to listen to it, but that's very sad to me because it's not like I'm a freaking doctor or a guru or anything special or important, but it just irks me to death that people don't want to talk about this stuff. They don't want to listen to it. Um, and it's scary because you could be missing out on information, not knowing of these Instagram pages, not listening to content that contains these things, or listening to someone who has personally experienced these things and is saying, check on your children. This shit starts from childhood. Talk to them. Listen to them be there for them because it starts at a very young age. Abuse starts at a very young age. Um, and the fact that people don't want to hear it is just, it's almost vile to me. Like literally what are we here on earth for? Like what else matters? What else matters in this world, but love and your mental well-being, your well-being, your mind, your body, your spirit, your soul, your love, the people that you love. Literally, I, every single day I sit on my ass trying, <laughs> trying to think of what else in this freaking world matters. The things that have been done to me and that I have witnessed in my little puny little life on this earth are just insane knowing that at the end of the day, if I were to pass away or that other person were to pass away, what the living F matters. Your money? No. Your insurance? Mm -mm. Your home? Hell no. Your car? Absolutely not. Your bills? No. Your job? Bitch, they gonna replace you tomorrow. I don't know how many times I had to say this to even my spouse. Your job does not care about you. Maybe the people there care about you in, in some sort of way. But if you were to pass away tomorrow, do you think that your boss is going to go, no, how are we going to get any work done today? What are we going to do? Shut down the company. Everybody go home. We can't survive without Bill because he passed away. No, 
It doesn't matter. I say that with the most (laughs) good intentions I could possibly... I say that with all the love in the world. But you don't matter at your job. They can replace you tomorrow. You know what can't replace you? Your children. Your mother. Your grandparents. Your freaking spouse. That cannot be replaced. So... I know it's the end of the episode, and there are not very many people here, but for those of you who are here, if you would like to share this with people who are struggling in your life, someone who you know is feeling down, um, hurting, let them know I am here, and I am also hurting, and I need people and I need some support, and I need some love, and I'm trying to grow, I'm trying to be consistent, I'm trying to still help people through the pain that I'm going through, and like I said, as much as I say that I hate people right now, it's the only thing that matters, your mental health, your well-being, and love. Um, so thank you guys for being here. Um, I would do worst and best of, uh, my week, um, but actually, I'll just say it real quick. My my worst uh, part of the week was, um, I don't know, I, I, I just really, I, I could not get out of bed. This this week was probably the most I've ever slept in my life. I caught, on, on all, caught up on all of my sleep that I've ever lacked on in, in my life this week. Um, and that's so bad and so unproductive. And that's um, why I get nothing done. Because... I'm just dying. Um, and the best part was, um, it's funny because one of the, the things that I read a minute ago uh, was talking about how when you have depression, you rewatch like reruns of your favorite shows. And not only do I do that, but I don't know if you guys have noticed, but there is a spinoff of that 70s show and I hate spinoffs they always suck and I didn't like Fuller House and none of them and I don't like sequels and I don't like part twos of Disney movies like they are never good the first one is always better why do they keep trying to remake it I hate it but that 90s show was actually pleasantly I was pleasantly surprised it wasn't it's not like the best thing ever it's still corny and everything but like the music was still nostalgic I don't want to give spoilers, but it's just very, very, very nostalgic, nostalgic, nostalgic. If you liked that 70s show, then you got to watch that 90s show. I'm only a couple, a few episodes in, but still, that was, um, not only did it help me a little bit through my depression, it also made me cry because it just made me think back to good memories and happy memories that I'll never have again. Um, but it was just a chipper chipper in the old belt is that a saying (laughs) is that a thing and then second just to one up uh because i did nothing this week um but also the bachelor started again and i have a facebook page called real bachelor slash bachelorette fans and we used to post on there all the time and everybody that was like an actual real fan of the show we would talk and um gossip and (laughs) just connect through that facebook page real bachelor and bachelorettes it's like a private page and you have to like request to be added to it or something but i'm gonna try and go back to it because it was really funny and so that kind of cheered me up seeing that the bachelor was on i know it's terrible tv but it's amazingly terrible tv quality shitty show right there 
quality shitty TV. <laughs> um, but there we go. I gave it a worst and best real quick. That's probably the fastest I've ever done that. Um, but this is already getting long as it is and I appreciate you being here and I appreciate your support and I love you guys and I thank you guys from the bottom of my heart and please, I talked so much this week, I'm not going to do the whole like, what's the, oh my god, I wanted to do like, what's the national day of blah 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 blah. No, not doing it. Just please keep an eye out for your loved ones. Take care of yourself if you're struggling with any of these things that we talked about today. And don't forget to love yourself. It's the most important thing you can do. Love and take care of yourself, my friend wins. Okay, have a good week. Bye. So do, do, do.